Coaches, welcome back to the Championship Vision Podcast. This is Coach Kevin Furtado on episode 322. Today, we have an excellent guest. His name is Coach Nick Lagabo. He's the boys' head varsity basketball coach at his alma mater, Lane Tech Prep, in Chicago, Illinois High School. Coach Lagabo has led the champions to more than 150 victories as of 2021. Additionally, he serves as a court coach for USA Basketball's U-17 Men's National Team Training Camp and as the head coach for the Team USA's U-18 three-on-three men's and women's team, where he is a three-time FIBA gold medalist. He is also the founder of the Chicago Globe Basketball School, which strives to develop young men and women living in Chicago's inner city who are passionate about the game of basketball. Lagabo believes his system of developing players with high basketball IQ will lead to an unmatched level of success. His goal is for all his players to see and think the game of basketball at a high level. Coaches, let's welcome Coach Nick Lagabo. Coaches, welcome to episode 322 of the Championship Vision Podcast. Uh, we have uh, Nicholas Lagabo, who is the head, excuse me, the athletic director and head boys basketball coach uh, at uh, Lane Tech High School in Chicago, Illinois. So, Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Excited to, to share, and hopefully we all just learn from each other today. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get right into it with uh, he has a great uh, video on breakthrough in breakthrough basketball, which is a great website for coaches. Y'all should be digging in there, studying a lot of the stuff they have on there. But his video is the 12 skill development practice drills that he uses. And uh, he's going to share with you on why he does it, on his philosophy behind it. And uh, I know anybody that's listening right now can really learn quite a bit and add these to their program. Hey, Coach, let's get right into it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share the screen a little bit, but talk a little bit about where you are. And uh, you're, you're a big part of Lane Tech, man. You, you, you went there. You grew up in the area, man. You're, you're blood as far as Lane Tech goes. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. It's a unique, it's a unique situation in that I, uh, you know, growing up in inner city Chicago, Lane Tech is, 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 you know, it's, it's 1908, you know, we're 120 some years old. We've, um, we've, it's this, this unbelievable school on the North side of the city. That's a public school, but it's also very high academic. Um, so, you know, I, I went to school here. I met my wife here. My kids are going to come here one day. Um, and I've just, I, I think it's been pretty cool. I've been here for 18 years now and um, 15 as the head coach took over when I was 25 as a head coach really wet behind the ears trying to figure things out, watching these videos that obviously just feel so blessed that Breakthrough uh, gave me a call and I got to uh, use their platform to just share some of the things we do. But Lane's a very cool place. You know, we're trying to compete in inner city Chicago against some of the elite public school, uh, Catholic school teams out, out of Chicago. Um, and, and every year we, we, you know, we just, we have a new team. We're not a school that can necessarily recruit. Um, you have to test to get in. So we, you know, skill development is a very big part of who we are. We really try to make sure that from the ground floor up, we're doing a lot of things that's not only challenging our players um, uh, physically, but also mentally to sharpen that blade and get them to see the game at a high level. Um, so, yeah, I feel very blessed to be here all these years and just trying to 
continue to make our program relevant and competitive in, in inner city Chicago and the state of Illinois and, and uh, do so, I think, you know, primarily, I think skill development is a very big part of what we do and, and why we've had some success. Coach, not only that, you're uh, a lead clinician for USA Basketball. You're heavily involved in really what a great organization USA Basketball is with a good friend of mine, Don Showalter. Uh, talk about that a little bit, your experiences, and then bringing back those experiences to Lane Tech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, um, I, I mean, I pinch myself every time it's brought up. I mean, it's it's pretty surreal, um, the opportunities I've had with USAB and obviously connecting with Coach Show and just being a student in the game. You know, I, I think that that's how those opportunities presented themselves to me just by someone who was a sponge who wanted to work any camp or clinic I could. Um, and, you know, with the USA stuff and, you know, being the head coach of the three on three teams and being a junior national team, you know, court coach, it just allowed me to be around some elite players, but also some elite level people and coaches that I've learned a ton from, but um, you know, it's pretty interesting is, you know, I've been at lane tech for 18 years, as I've said, and we've had some, some pretty solid players, you know, but, but I mean, you know, right now we currently have a, a junior who's gotten some offers, but before this player, we really haven't had a, a division one player in our program. We've had some D3 guys and D2 guys, but it's been just a lot of really hardworking kids. But what's interesting is some of the stuff that we'll do at USAB, I brought over here. It's like, you know, you coach the game, you know, the, the game is a language. I think we all speak it pretty similarly and you just got to find ways to, to get players bought in. I think that's more than anything. You know, we're, we're doing some of the same skills we do at Lane with our USA basketball stuff. I'll do some of that stuff, even with our middle school camps. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, you might have to tweak things here and there and, and, and understand the skill appropriateness of the drills. But at the end of the day, basketball is basketball and skill development's paramount no matter who you're working with. Um, so the stuff I've gotten to do with USAB, again, still, still pinching myself. Anytime they call, I'm ready to go. But it's kind of cool how you know, we, we all we all want to get good at this thing. We all want to keep pouring into our craft. And, and, and whether you're an elite player with USAB or a high school player at a program trying to be competitive or figuring it out, like things translate. You know what I mean? So those are some of the big takeaways for me. Coach, one thing I love, and we're going to go right into your uh, 12 skill development drills. Hopefully you can cover most of them. I know we're limited with time. But um, I love your emphasis on IQ. I'm not sure if enough of us really emphasize that talk about that a little bit about yeah yeah you got to work hard to develop the skill but there's a why right to everything oh yeah 100 percent. i think um we definitely have to be mindful of our why you know i think at the end of the day um i think a lot of coaches like some some coaches you know you jump into it because you just loved basketball you were a great player you know or you know, whatever it might be, you're a teacher at a school and they, they kind of need you to coach out of necessity. But I think when you're coaching, understand that you're using a game to impact lives. I think that's got to drive all of us, you know, but when, when, when you look deeper than that, like basketball specific, right. I think you understand what kind of program you have, what kind of players you have. And for us being at a high academic school uh, and playing teams in our league that, that typically are going to be a little bit more athletic than us, sometimes have a little bit more talent than us um iq has become a really big part of who we are we just we always say we want to be tougher and smarter than the teams we play we're not going to be outworked we're not going to be outsmarted you know and so with that being said if that's kind of like the vision of our program and kind of our, our mantra and, and things that we hold our players to and, and obviously our coaching staff to then then the things that we do um that has to translate right like we have to have drills where we're not just 
repping things, but we're getting the players to think and see the game at a high level. So um, in, in a lot of the stuff that we do, we try to make our drills, uh, you know, layers based where there's not just one objective, where there's sometimes multiple objectives. There's always a time and a score. There's a way to compete in everything that we do. But um, seeing it, thinking it. Um, so it's not just, hey, get a shot up. It's like, how are we moving off the shot? How are we using the screen? How is the screener shaping up? Like what, how does this apply to maybe this set that we run or this, whatever we're doing? Like there's gotta be things that connect throughout everything that we do. So if that makes sense, I feel like, you know, but th that's kind of how we look at it. Yes, yeah, sir. And I, I have, um, you know, this I have on the screen kind of going through uh, uh, kind of your philosophy and different emphasis. I know we can't go over everything, but um, you really ask a lot of questions. I noticed that in your, uh, and I don't know it's hard in the video, but do you ask your, your players a lot of questions during practice? Is that oh, yeah. something that we need to do more of? I, I think so. I think at the end of the day, I mean, coaching is teaching, teaching is coaching, you know, I've, you know, and I think a lot of, a lot of coaches have been in the classroom setting too. You, you have to like understand that the retention's there, you know, you have to, you have to, as, as the leader of a group, as a coach, as a teacher, um, you know, checking for understanding is paramount. You know what I mean? Like right. you can go up there and lecture and speech or whatever, but like at the end of the day, if, if it's not about what you know, it's about getting your players to understand what they need to know. So asking a lot of questions, we do something we took kind of from the, the Marines, actually something we talked about on USA calls with like a three, two, one debrief, you know, after mm -hmm. free throws, we're getting water. We're kind of like, Hey, what's three things that went well, two things we could do better. One thing we got to carry with us the rest of practice. We do those every day. Um, after every time we do a session, we, we try to have a quick, like, Hey, how did that look? What was working? Why did we do this? You know, just asking questions and keeping players engaged. Yeah. And I have, I've always coached girls, Nick, and this year I'm actually coaching boys this year. Um, so it's a little bit different. Yep. <laughs> uh, I love coaching girls. Yeah. Boys are, <laughs> boys are awesome, but, uh, their retention sometimes I have a brand new team, super young kids. They're just learning the game. Yep. And uh, it's a struggle for them right now because I think I'm bringing in concepts that they're not aware of. Give me some help here on should I basic down a little bit or give me some advice and so forth on dealing with beginning level kids at the varsity level. Yeah, no, I mean, you know what? It's funny you say that I'm kind of dealing in my own little world here, even though we've had a program with some consistent things. Uh, we have a really young team ourselves this year. We have five sophomores up on varsity. I've never had more than one sophomore on varsity. <laughs> which is a great sign that we have some young talent, but um, there's, there's a lot of things that, that, you know, usually at the baseline of a varsity season, there's some things that we know already that we, we right. just haven't, we haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. They just don't know it right now. Um, so I'm kind of even to myself thinking like, Hey, what's the, what's the, you know, what's the solution here? How do we make this puzzle work? And I, I don't think that you ever lower your standards or your expectations. You know, I think as a coach, well, you demanding something of your players is ultimately what they want. You know, I think understanding that teaching our players discipline, teaching our players that focus and 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 being locked into a game plan, our skills in of themselves is really important. But I do think you have to um, be mindful of how much you're giving players at any given time. And I think that was our problem early is that I was trying to give too much too early, where right. it's like, you know, ball screen coverage. You know, let's start with just one. And let's get really good at one and let's let's let them build confidence in one. And then, yeah, obviously, we'd love to have a couple of them in, you know, early in the year for us. We're playing a, a really good public school team one night and then we're playing a Catholic school in a non-conference game in the next night. 
And that public school is going to press us and trap us and just get up and down the floor. And then this Catholic league school is going to play as half court man-to-man discipline. And it, I mean, it's, it's literally a completely sure. different game plan. And we, if, if we could, and we had in several ball screen coverages, I would love to have adjusted our game plan, but you know what, at the end of the day, it's about what they can do. It's not about what, you know, so for us, it's like, Hey, let's just get really good at one. It's, it's going to, it's going to be what we do in both of these games, even though the game plan probably should be a little different. It's what we need. We, we get the players to do. So that would be the big advice. I think, you know, keeping it, uh, keeping a baseline, getting them really good and confident in a couple things, and then slowly building from there. Nick, are these the drills? And there's 12 drills. Are these the drills that you do every day or, or how, how do you break this down? And now is this something you do in the preseason? Do you have uh, your DNA drills that you do every day? Tell, tell, give us a little background of the 12 drills in the video. Yeah, sure. So, you know, there's there's quite a few. And, and I think some of them are, what, like you said, what we call DNA drills. They're part of our identity. They're things that, that our program should know inside and out when they come in. You know, like you know, we have the, we have the box drills. We have we have different things that like are things that guys learn even in our summer camp before they get into our school. And then the things that they should know inside and out. Right. Um, you know, I heard someone say at a clinic a long time ago, when coaches tell you they do something every day, they're lying to you because throughout the flow of a season, you know, but there there are quite a few drills that we make sure we're getting in. If we're practicing six days a week, you know, um, we're getting in most of that week, even if it's for a few minutes. Um, Argentina, this this first drill that's actually up on the screen, just a great passing, catching, meeting the pass communication drill. We actually, that's our first thing we do every game day warm up. Like we come out of our huddle and this is what we do uh, before games. We'll do it in practice from time to time and we call it a peer pressure drill where we have time and score and it's like, okay, you don't want to let your teammates down. Like if we drop a pass, I'll add 10 seconds. We got to go for two minutes, right? If we don't say a name, if we don't high five when we're when we're crossing, like, and then we add time, you know, and, and at the end of the day, it locks them into the objectives of, of the drill. And more than anything, like we said, focus and, and, and paying attention to detail, those are skills too. So as much as this is a passing and catching and moving drill, we're also, you know, really getting them to focus. So this will do, you know, maybe once or twice a week, we'll pop it in for two minutes. You know, it could be a two minute drill, could it be in a four minute drill, depending on how many times they they, uh, you know, miss part of the the objective. So um, that's one of them. I don't know what order they're all in. I know you're kind of scrolling through, but um, that's one. IQ shooting something truthfully. Yeah, great drill. Great yeah. drill. Yeah. Like we 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 uh, we added this in the other day for our pregame. Now, we didn't make too many shots. Yeah. <laughs> we, we added it in. They can kind of see where it relates to our offense. Yes. And you know what? That's the beautiful thing about IQ shooting. I actually stole it from a good friend of mine, uh, Joe Lewandowski, who I've worked with on the three-on-three side with USAB. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you can use this IQ shooting drill from grammar school up to, till like, again, we use it USA basketball guys. Like you can, you can do it with really any age group and you just tailor it to what you run uh, and you get the shots out of your system. Um, and then you make it competitive first team to eight. And there's something else that we've started doing this year with our IQ shooting and with a couple other shooting drills that we have, we're actually now charting uh, our makes. And it won't be every day. I mean, that's a yeah. big ask, but we're trying to do it at least once or twice a week where we'll chart makes in a certain amount of drills that we have. And we're giving our players their percentages uh, in a spreadsheet so they can see, look, hey, you know, sometimes they say, hey, coach, I was open. Well, sometimes the other team wants you to be open. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, exactly. and, you know, for us now that our players are seeing tangible results, they're seeing what their percentages are in practices and in games, 
Uh, I mean, it's helping us have those conversations and, and getting players to understand like, hey, right now at this point in the season, maybe you drive that close out instead of shoot it. You know what I mean? Maybe you add more value to our team that way. And, and don't get me wrong. We're not telling you you never could be a shooter, but in the off season when shooters are made, you know what I mean? Not, not in December of a season. If you're shooting, you know, 20% from three and it's consistent through all the practices and all the games this year, you should be thinking about being a, a driver. You know what I mean? So that's something we've added this year. Yeah. And just, just for the, the listeners, obviously they can't see it right now, but um, you know, it, it, you have three lines, uh, you know, two balls. Um, kids are learning how to, you know, what you call puncture into the paint, uh, get into the paint. And I really emphasize, you know, great protection plan, jump, stop, pivot, kick. Um, and that's something that, that to me is not done a lot. Talk about that phase of it too as well, Nate. Well, you know, that's all, that's, that's, you know, the Villanova way, the Jay Wright way, you know, those jump stops, those pivots, mastering your feet. And truthfully, we've got to do a better job of it ourselves this year, you know, because I think we still, we have a lot of players, especially in today's game. And don't get me wrong, like the skill set of the players in today's game versus when I played, it, it's, it's night and day. Like players right now are very skilled. They're working on the game on their own. Um, but I think sometimes less is more. I think a lot of guys always, they see help and they try to euro around or make the home run play themselves. When really, if you can get off two feet, you're either getting through contact, your balance, you can hit that little pull up, you can hit that little floater, but also now you have your pivots, you can find cutters, you can find shooters. So, I, I mean, it's really important. We stress it all the time. We actually have one of our, our junior guards who's starting for us now. Um, and he, he made a really big, we played in this event called the Chicago league classic. It's, huge event Nike sponsors it and we played at one of our rival schools and it was late game and he's in transition and he I mean I'm off two off two off two and sure enough he got to the rim got off two got an and one he yeah. came right over to me he's like coach I heard you off two and it, I mean it was such a huge play you know what I mean so it's very important to us it's something we talk about a lot and I think this drill is a great way you can emphasize it every day you know yes sir and you know the drift pass um that's a tough pass for young teams on. That's a tough pass. Talk about that baseline drive and that drift pass to the corner. Not an easy pass to make, is it? <laughs> no, no. It's And you know what? I, I think what you're going to – and you know this and coaches listening, like you're going to have some teams that are really be buttoned up in their rotations defensively, so they're going to get there, and that pass becomes even harder. You know, but I think at the end of the day, what, what we try to talk to our players about is like if you don't see that help and it's you one-on-one -on -one to the rim – that's your finish. You know what I mean? But if you do draw that help defender, you've got to work on, you know, getting, getting the angle and finding that drift, but also what's great. What we'll also do when they really cut off that baseline and try to take that drift away after we've made that pass a few times, we usually have that second guy up in that slot. And that's our, we call that our 45. And, and a lot of times now we call it 45 dive and we try to have that guy back dooring to, you know, and that opens up now that help guy's got to worry about both those, those reads and uh, we'll get one or two of those. We'll get either one of those usually if we get to that spot. So, um, you know, the drift pass is a tough one to make. You rep it every day. Players start understanding where the help's coming from. And, and then and then you do what you got to do. So, Coach, talk about this really quick before you go on to the, to the next drill. Um, where I where I really emphasize with my, my shooters is what I call lock and load. Hands mm -hmm. ready, knees flex, ready to go. Man, that's a hard skill. And to me, if you don't have it, you're never going to be a good shooter. You got to be ready. Uh, what do you do to kind of teach that? 
Well, same. I mean, I mean, we're not reinventing the wheel. A lot of things you just said are things that we we say ourselves. You know, like you always got to be shot ready. You know what I mean? Like shooters are shot ready. If you're catching and then you're dipping, you know, you're not going to get that shot off at a varsity level, college level. You know, we try to get our players to understand that. Like you may that may have worked in middle school and maybe even freshman sophomore year, but at our level, the speed of the game, like if you're not locked and loaded, you're not shot ready. Um, you're going to have a hard time getting your shot off. No matter how, what kind of percentages you're shooting in these drills, if you're not shot ready, you know, game game reality is you're not going to get that shot off at a, at a high clip. So we talk about the same things, having, you know, uh, obviously giving a target, right? Being shot ready, being in a good stance, right? Meeting the pass, not just letting the pass come to you. And and also like what this drill is really good at is we, we talk about circle movement and making sure that whatever way the drive's happening, that's dictating the player's movement off of the ball, right? So um, if, if, if your teammates driving, right, you're circling, you're circling, right. And that's obviously creating the, the necessary gaps and spacing. And if the defender digs on the drive, then you're going to be open. If the defender doesn't, then your teammate driving the ball is going to be open, you know? So those are things that we talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Coach. And I want you to get right into your four man shooting drill. Uh, this takes a while. There's a lot involved here, coach. Uh, but talk about, this is a great, to me, it really teaches the concepts within your offensive system um, or any type of four out type offense. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and honestly, I mean, this is another USA drill. This is something that I, I mean, I, most of this stuff, just like all of us, we're all stealing from each other. I don't want to take credit. A lot of this stuff is stuff I've, I've taken from other coaches over the years, maybe adapted it here and there, but this drill is great. Like at the end of the day, you know, I think, some coaches are going to be a little bit more structured than others in terms of running sets and kind of spoon feeding. And, and when you have a young team, sometimes you have to, sometimes you got to call a lot of sets and get them and manufacture shots. But at the end of the day, even if you're manufacturing hundred percent of your offense, usually that first read or that first look isn't going to be there, you know, and then you're going to have to play now what, right. You're gonna to have to play basketball. You're gonna to have to learn how to play the game out of drive and kick. So this is a, just a great drill for, Hey, you know what? The, the shot we were looking for didn't happen. Now we got spacing. Now we're looking to drive and kick. We swing, 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 and then we're driving and kicking. And there, there's things you can add to this to make it more or less IQ based. But like at the end of the day, it is circle movement. It's maintaining floor spacing. It's it's reading the the driver, the angles, um, and it's just understanding you as a shooter. You got to find seams and find gaps. Um, and then you know one thing. Again, we were just talking about my friend Rob Bros at Bolingbrook. He always talks about when you do the a similar drill, but like. You can't have back-to-back drives. So that teaches players sometimes, catch, are you looking for the one more? Are you looking to shoot that thing over to your teammate and, and maybe get the hockey assist? So there's different ways we can, we can you know, make this more or less high IQ. But at the end of the day, it's high IQ in and of itself. Just learning how to space the floor, read drives, and get your angles is, is, is really high IQ in and of itself. Coach, we'll kind of briefly just talk about the, the breakdown of the drill really quick uh, so the coaches can get an idea. And I know that, um, you know, we're looking at the screen right here. We just kind of help them out a little bit with yeah. shooting. Yeah, for sure. So for us, and this, you don't have to use our language, you know, develop your own language. Um, we have a glossary that we share with our program of terms, right? And I think every program, even though the game translates and, in, 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 you know, you might scout our team and you might have your own words for the things that we're doing. But for us, the terms we use is obviously that baseline drive corners, that drift pass. Um, then that, that next guy over that one, that one more pass is what we call our 45. And you can see if in, in the diagram, if the four man drives it, uh, baseline, right. That, that, that two man kind of gets on that 45 degree angle. Um, and in this drill, what we always, again, circle movement, 
Um, we try to get everyone understanding the movement uh, is, is to the way of the driver. So um, in this instance too, the three man in this drill, he or in this sequence becomes what we call a safety valve. He fills behind the drive. And I'll tell you what, there's, there's games and especially we see really aggressive teams like that shot is almost always there. You know what I mean? Like if you drive and then you just really get your players, the next guy over to fill that space of the driver, like the guy guarding that person usually has to dig or help or drop to help. And uh, usually that shot's wide open and it's something we, we try to get a lot of. So uh, we put terms on it. We have a drift 45. Sometimes we put a guy in the middle of the floor and that's the 90. And then we have the one guy over, which is the safety. Um, so what we think is, is hopefully our players, by the time they figure it out is anytime a drive happens, you're in one of those spots, you know, right. you're just understanding how to get there and, you, and we have a term for it. And, and then it becomes seamless. Yeah, absolutely. Coach. And I'm just going through here and so forth. Some of the different options. Uh, and I love how, and coaches, you got to get the video. I know we're just teasing you right now with this, uh, but uh, Nicholas people, uh, coaches got to get the video. You got so much great information. Um, and I, I love how he asks a lot of questions. He makes his players think, and that's part of the basketball IQ, right? Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. I think again, this is a lot, you know what I mean? Especially if it's, if it's a player seeing it for the first time. Um, and that's, you know, like summer ball when we first get our group and guys are, you know, we, we got a lot of guys there are going to be trying out and trying to figure out what it is. And we introduced this, you know, obviously when you have some guys who played the year before and they can help help you coach it that that's big but like I said this year we didn't really have that we're a really young team so the first time you're showing players this it might they might look at you like you got four heads you know and it's not overly overly complicated it takes reps though it takes time and I think that's where the questioning really helps you know by making sure players are engaged and if, if they don't know and you ask them a question that gives them the security blanket to ask more questions too you know so Coach, you got time for one more explanation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I know you got to go. I know you're busy at school. I Hey, I'm, I'm on holiday vacation right now, Coach. No, I'm just... very jealous, very jealous. We go all the way up to the 23rd here, so. Oh, you know, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're relaxed here in the South, man. <laughs> <laughs> jealous I'm, of that. <laughs> I'm going to watch scouting games and having fun. Yeah. Uh, I really love this drill, communication overload. Um, kind of dig in a little bit on this one. Yeah, you know, this is something that like the, the name of it kind of happened organically um, just through conversations. Again, uh, we actually had some Zoom calls during COVID with some some coaches I respect and we were kind of sharing things that we do and, you know, and, and we kind of did something like this. And then organically through our conversation, like I was like, you know, we got to make things like we talk about being high IQ. We talk about um, our players having to think the game. And, and not just understand movements and spacing, but like, you got to talk it, you got to speak our language. So I think this drill just, again, at the end of the day, gets players really talking and thinking, um, you know, and at the end of the day, like right now, still, we're, I keep saying it, we're the young team this season. Um, these are drills that we got to keep pounding over these players' heads, because even if you know it, you know, you're not talking it. And, and the more, you know, you might know it, but now if you're knowing it and talking it, now another guy might know it, and now we're connected. And that's the whole deal is getting players connected on the floor. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a few sequences with this. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, maybe hit that next slide. I don't, I don't want to get ahead. I don't know what uh, everyone's looking at. But um, we just, you know, like this, for example, right, like when, again, circle movement, that that guard's driving right, 
that slot area into the pain, open elbow, trying to get a, a puncture. And that teaches that, that opposite dunker um, to make sure that we kind of loop under, right? Uh, circle over or loop under. Um, so like, you know, in this instance, if one drove at four and four went high, went high side, you're, you're driving right into the cut, you know, and, sure. and that may sound very obvious. And honestly, if you showed a hundred players, you know, a film, they would all know to do that. They would all know to, they can move. You don't want to go into the drive. You move away from the drive, but us drilling it and having a name for it and getting reps in it, it gets the spacing down. It gets the movement down, you know? So then it's just kind of continuous, um, that way. So we got the circle, uh, circle over, or loop under circle over. Um, and then again, we do things from different angles. We're just trying to get like that first drill we, we were talking about the, with the four player, um, four player movements, uh, circle drive drill. This yeah. one, now we're, we're adding the, the dunker spot, you know, so that's just a great way to get the movement communication going. Absolutely on that. And I'm just showing kind of some of the options. Um, wildcat finishing coach. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then we'll finish here uh, with the wildcat finishing. And do we work? I know I don't do enough on finishing around the rim because my team doesn't finish. So obviously <laughs> I got to take responsibility, even though we're still at, at a developmental mode. Talk about how much, you know, why, why will you practice this drill? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Actually, I stole this one at Northwestern's practice one year. And, and actually I think it was Dennis Gates who's now at Mizzou. He, he had this drill and I loved it. You know, and we do a, a combination of, we have a package of just finishing drills around the rim. Um, you know, and, and I think at the end of the day, like we talked about, we're working on the skill of finishing, but through a long season, you know, we're already in 20 some odd practices. If we're doing the same finishing drill every day, it could get a little monotonous, you know, so it's important as a coach to obviously try to keep things fresh. Understanding the objective is finishing. Understanding the objective is for us, like getting off two feet. We always say layups are made with your eyes. You want to keep your eyes on the rim. You don't want to just throw stuff up. We don't want to be afraid of contact. We want to initiate contact right down there. And so, so we have little teaching points, but with this draw, obviously, and you can add defenders, you can add chairs, however you want to do it. But it's just different, different reads and different finishing drills um, that we'll do. We have this one, which is wildcat finishing. And what I like about it is, like I said, the layers that you can, you can, you can throw into it, depending on where you're at with your development, um, you know, circling over chairs, a screener, adding a defender, slipping, curling, uh, screening yourself and shaping up. There's just a lot of different ways to attack it. Right. Absolutely. Coach. Um, Hey, um, hey, I really appreciate it. And I know we can't go on and on because I know you got to get back to class. Um, but uh, we're just, again, just teasing the audience a little bit. All the coaches are going to want to check it out. But um, hey, give one just overview, one review of why a coach should be able to purchase this video and what they can get out of it. Yeah, you know, well, I think I, the hope uh, is is that coaches can can kind of take a look at this. And obviously, like you said, there's, there's 12 different, types of, of skill development segments in here. But I think for us, what we, I think the big takeaway is like you as a coach, knowing your program, I think skill development has got to be paramount for everybody. It can't, and no one graduates, Coach Showalter saying, no one graduates from a skill. Something you got to make a part of your program, no matter how much success or, you know, wins and losses you're having, skill development never goes away. Um, so for us, it's skill development, but it's like who we are as a program, right? So we've taken these drills we know we got to be a higher IQ team and, and make reads. So we try to flood our players a little bit, to be honest with you, and let that, and let that flooding kind of saturate and let them start figuring it out. So 
hopefully, you know, as we get into really competitive games, they're able to make this stuff and, and, and just react and not overthink. They're able to react. So I think if you make practice harder than games, you know, I think you're doing your, your players a, a solid service. You know what I mean? If we're just kind of like, oh, man, we look great in practice. This is easy. We're flying around. It's, well, that's great. But then you get into a game and they don't have to, to, to react to anything because they haven't seen it. So for us, we try to make sure they see it, they feel it. They're, they're you know, more challenged in practice than they will be in games. And this is kind of what the whole, the whole video is about, is challenging your players mentally as well as physically. Right. Yes, sir. And do you believe that I believe that skill development should be a big part of your practice on that, mm -hmm. um, particularly at the beginning practice, even at the middle of the practice, particularly early on. And I think that's why my team struggle at the beginning of the season. But I think we get stronger. Yep. Towards the end of the season. Is that it? Is that a prehistoric philosophy there, coach or, or what? No. I mean, look, at the end of the day, skill development has to be a part of every practice plan. I think it, even if you're throwing in five to 10 minutes, there's got to be a way for your players to get better during the season. It's not always just game planning. It's not always just X's and O's, right? Like at the end of the day, your players have to have confidence in their skill set and they have to grow as players and you have to grow as a team, right? And, and so skill development's got to be a big part of it. Some coaches have different philosophies about where you plug that in. You know, something we've started doing is we treat Mondays and Saturdays as big skill development days for us because we play our league games on Wednesdays and Fridays, right? So typically Mondays and Saturdays, we have a, a short lift and we have a lot of skill development in those sessions. But then again, throughout, throughout the season, we also have those, those sessions built into our, our Tuesday, Thursday practices as well. So um, it's however, you know, whatever works for you as a coach, uh, I think you got to make sure you just fit it in. Absolutely. looks like you're getting ready for PE class there. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. Hey, have fun. Uh, Hey, good luck the rest of the year. I'm going to be following appreciate you guys. And I appreciate you becoming part of our Championship Vision family, Coach. Thank appreciate you so much. you having me, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing all your great ideas. We appreciate it. No, thank you again. And best of luck to everyone who's checking this out. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. All right. Do you want to be a better coach? Georgia Southern University can help. We offer a fully online master's in kinesiology created by coaches four working coaches. Our full-time faculty combines for over 100 years of coaching experience. Georgia Southern's program is nationally accredited, so you know you are getting quality. We pioneered fully online programs over a decade ago and have had students from 27 states and multiple countries. No matter where you are in the world, Georgia Southern University can help. There is no GRE requirement, and it only takes 14 months to complete. You start classes in May and finish the following July. We have coaches just starting out to veteran coaches of over 30 plus years. So no matter where you are on your coaching journey, Georgia Southern can help. Follow us at GS Coach Ed or look us up and Georgia Southern can help you be a better coach fully online. Coaches, I'd like to welcome our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor, Huddle Assist. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stance like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life 
Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more. Huddle will also be at the Legends at the Grove Clinic on September 12th at Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. Come stop by our table to chat and see what we have to offer. At Dr. Dish Basketball, we're creating basketball shooting machines that accelerate player performance. With features like on-demand workouts, multiplayer stat tracking, and instant analytics, Dr. Dish Basketball is the number one source for basketball training. Whether you're training in your driveway, running a practice, or developing a workout program, we have the most innovative training solutions to help your players practice like they play. And just for listening to this podcast, you qualify for an exclusive discount. Just mention Championship Vision Podcast to your sales rep when you call in. For more information, visit drdishbasketball.com or call 952-873-2633. Again, that number is 952-873-2633. And remember, be better every day. Dr. Dish Basketball's Virtual Camp 2.0 is now live. Our camp features drills and workouts from pro players, coaches, and trainers like Byron Scott, Quincy Pondexter, and four-time WNBA champ Lindsey Whalen. And though we're known for our shooting machines, the camp also features ball handling, agility, and conditioning drills to help athletes of all ages round out their game. A shooting machine is not required for this camp, but if you own or have access to a Dr. Dish CT or Dr. Dish Home, you can follow along with our pre-built program and track your progress and your stats. Sign up today to gain access to the Virtual Camp 2.0 featured drills and workouts by visiting drdishbasketball.com slash virtualcamp2021. That's drdishbasketball.com slash virtual-camp-2021. Coaches, I'd like to introduce our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor, Grip Spritz. Playing on Dusty Dirty has become normal to players at every level. The only answer was those peel-off sticky sheets. Players know they only work a few possessions. Coaches know they're incredibly expensive. The issue is they have adhesives. If you step on something sticky, your shoes become magnets to the dust and dirt on the court, so you're back every dead ball. Grip spritz remove the adhesives to allow the shoes to grip all game long with just one treatment. Our goal is to elongate the life of players' shoes stop them from slipping no matter what type of court they're playing on, and save schools money from buying countless sticky sheets that just don't work. Go to gripspritz.net or on Twitter at grit slash spritz. Also, they will be at the Legends at the Grove Clinic. If you use the code legends you will get a 10 percent discount go to their website now grip spritz the new innovative product you can't go without